0: Podcast Exploring the Zeitgeist and Life in your Twenties. Hosted by a girl who talks a lot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She's All Talk. I'm your host, Ailish. Um I guess a quick recap about my week so far. Yeah, I had, I had a good week, a busy week again last week. Um just the the usual. I had a really lovely weekend. It absolutely poured down with rain, which was really fun. Loved that. Um, But overall, it was a good time. So the thing that I am loving this week is actually a Netflix show this time. Um, You might have watched it before, I think season two is out now, but obviously I'm just starting at the beginning. Um, I've been watching Umbrella Academy with my boyfriend. We started it, I think we're about four or five episodes in and yeah, I really, really like it. I feel like it's one of those shows that you kind of have to watch with someone else, otherwise you just won't get into it as much or maybe that's just me, but I tried to watch it a couple months ago I tried to watch it by myself and I just kind of couldn't really stick it through more than like the first episode (laughs) but I think I was just going through a phase where I just couldn't stick to tv shows but yeah I'm really enjoying it so far um it's really interesting the acting is really good and yeah I'd really recommend it it's kind of hard to explain so um, just maybe Google it, but yeah, I'd recommend watching The Umbrella Academy if you're into shows that are kind of a bit like, you know, superpower-related, dysfunctional family, end-of-the-world apocalypses looming. I feel like that kind of sums it up. <laughs> okay, really it down. Now, today's episode is another Interview, another guest episode, another little chatty one, and I'm really excited with it. On today's episode, I talk to the absolute gem that is Meredith Mistrot. Um, Meredith is a college student in America. She's also a podcast host and an author. She talks a lot on her podcast and in her book, which is called Practice Makes Imperfect. She talks a lot about how to stop searching for the perfect life, how to learn to accept yourself and just how to be genuine and authentic in your day-to-day life. So I hope you love this chat with Meredith as much as I do. And yeah, I hope you enjoy Thank you so much, Meredith, uh, for coming on the podcast. It's so nice to have you here.
1: Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No, no worries. And you recently moved back into college, is that right? How's that going for you?
1: Yes, I did move back into college just a couple weeks ago. So I go to college in Texas and it's kind of crazy here right now because the semester is just weird with coronavirus and half of my classes are in person and the other half are online. And so trying to deal with all of that has been definitely a challenge. But at the same time, it's nice to be back on campus and see some familiar faces. It's just a weird time in the world right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine it would be weird. At least you can get back on campus though.
1: Yes, I know. That's the good thing. Just trying to stay safe and healthy. Hopefully we'll be able to stay for the rest of the semester if the school doesn't shut down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed for that.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, well, on your podcast and on your Instagram as well, you kind of you talk a lot about self-love and learning to accept yourself. How do you kind of figure that out while you're still navigating school?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and I think it really takes some intentional thought because at least for me in the past, I feel like I've kind of gone through school and everything going on in my life and haven't really consciously thought about how I'm feeling toward myself. And that's kind of the most important thing you can think about because otherwise, I feel like I've just kind of gone through my life blind to some of the real problems going on with me and things that I'm struggling with. And that makes it so much harder to succeed in school and to succeed in other areas of my life. So I think just setting aside time every day for myself to really be intentional with myself and just have some alone time, some me time, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) that's been really helpful for me because because I, like I said, my schedule gets so busy and consumed by other things if I don't intentionally set aside time every day, whether it's to journal or to meditate or just to kind of spend some time with my thoughts and see how I'm doing that day. If I don't do that, then I just feel a lot more stressed and overwhelmed and I find myself getting into those patterns of negative self-talk and Um, It's much harder to practice self-love when I don't even spend time with myself. So I think just implementing that as a part of my daily routine has really been a helpful thing for me.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. How are you supposed to kind of love yourself if you don't spend time getting to know yourself?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it sounds kind of obvious when you say it, but actually taking the time to get to know yourself is something completely different. And we can get so consumed by our everyday life that it can be hard to actually make the time for that, but it's so important.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I guess what other advice would you have for people who are kind of starting out in college and the whole big thing seems really daunting?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. I've been there. I know how it is, especially this semester. I feel so bad if you're just starting college with the state that the world is in right now. Um, But I would say to anyone just starting out, or even if you've been at college for a while and you need some advice to kind of get your life back on track, maybe, um, I would say, honestly, just Remember that everything you're going through is a shared experience. You're not alone in everything you're going through. And I would recommend finding a resource for yourself or an outlet where you can talk to other people or find a way where you can see that you aren't alone in some way. I think for me, starting my podcast really helped me do that because I was able to kind of share my real experiences in college and some of the harder things that no one really liked to talk about. But through the podcast, I've met so many people who have gone through similar experiences. And I think just seeing that I'm not alone has really helped me get through college because it can seem so overwhelming when you feel like you're all by yourself but when you kind of have that community behind you it can really make the whole thing feel a little less daunting and hard so Whether that's just talking to people around you, um, trying to join as many different organizations and clubs as you can to find people who you resonate with, I think just trying to get yourself out there and try different things to find your people and find a way where you can feel supported is really important. And it can take a while because for me, I really didn't feel at home in college until after my freshman year already passed, and I think that's another thing to kind of normalize that no one really has it together their freshman year. (laughs) When they first start out, everyone's going through stuff, and so I think you know, just remembering that it does take time and it's not going to come overnight, but it'll be worth the hard work when it does happen down the line.
0: (laughs) No, I think that's some really great advice. And that's so true. And I guess your podcast probably provides that kind of sense of you're not alone to other people who are listening.
1: I I sure hope it does. I, <laughs> I've definitely connected with a lot of people who have said that and it's definitely hard being vulnerable and putting myself out there because a lot of the things I talk about, I, w- I used to never be comfortable talking about them because a lot of people just don't and everyone kind of portrays themselves to have this perfect life, especially on social media. And so um, I think though I really take feedback seriously from my podcast. And even just in my everyday life, I try to really be a good listener and listen to what people are talking about around me and what kind of problems I observe going on and those types of things. If I bring those on the podcast, they tend to be really successful.
0: Yeah. And I guess speaking about vulnerability and how you put yourself out there on your podcast, is that kind of what inspired you to write a book as well?
1: Yes. So actually, it really did. And I think I kind of went into this whole journey with my brand, Genuine Girl, very nervous because I was a college freshman when I started it. It was after my first semester and I just had no idea what I was doing. I was really lost and so the podcast like I said was just kind of my way of being real and opening up and hopefully finding a sense of community in college because that had been a struggle for me and I realized that when I was actually reaching people through my podcast, that I could potentially have an even bigger reach. And my entire goal with this whole brand that I'm making is to help others, specifically young adults, people in college who are kind of struggling right now because it's hard growing up and becoming an adult. <laughs> There's a lot sure. <laughs> harder about that. Um, so I want to be real about it. And I thought, you know the podcast has been a great way for me to reach people. But sometimes I just wish I could get my thoughts out in writing on paper, and potentially reach even more people across the world through selling my book through Amazon, for example, that could reach a lot of people and maybe a different audience that doesn't listen to my podcast, I could kind of reach them and so a lot of my book does kind of expand on topics I've talked about on my podcast but I would say it definitely goes a little more in depth on some things as well specific experiences that I've gone through and also it just kind of provides some more tangible tips that people can read and see for themselves and try to apply to their own lives rather than just hearing it on a podcast.
0: Yeah. And did you find it at all difficult writing about your personal experiences and kind of putting your emotions out there for anyone to read?
1: Oh, yeah. I I (laughs) did find it difficult. And honestly, that was kind of surprising because I thought, oh, I've already had this podcast for a year and a half. like, I've talked about plenty of experiences. This should be nothing. But actually thinking about it and writing it down on paper is totally different because podcasts, it's more kind of stream of consciousness. Like I'm just talking about whatever's going on, almost like I'm just talking to a friend. But when you're writing a book, you really have to be intentional about, okay, how am I structuring this? How does this chapter look? Where do I start? Where do I end? And I think having to put that level of thought into it made me question myself a lot of times, like, oh, is this the right thing to share? Am I sharing too much, too little? Will people resonate with this? But at the end of the day, I just had to remember that this is my story. My name is Genuine Girl for a reason. <laughs> and so I just have to keep it real and talk about things that I've been through, regardless of you know whether or not other people resonate with them or whatever it makes me look like to them, I've just got to stay true to myself. So that's kind of what pushed me through, I think, all of those obstacles.
0: No, that's really great. And it's it must be amazing to kind of get to the end and have something tangible that you can actually see that all your hard work has gone into.
1: Yes, it was so weird receiving the first copy of my book. I think it didn't really hit me until I picked up my book for the first time and actually felt like a 300-page book in my hands, and they were all my words. It was so weird, but it really did make all the hard work pay off, because it was not easy to write a whole book, especially in the time frame that I did it. I just did it over the summer, which was a lot <laughs> to do. Yeah, wow. <laughs> time, but it really, especially, you know, holding it and seeing it, that, you know, the piece of work that I've created, and then, of course. Just seeing how it's been impacting other people really makes all the hard work pay off.
0: <laughs> no, that's really amazing. And obviously you were saying that you you were kind of inspired because you love helping other people. Has that always something something you've been passionate about?
1: You know, yeah, I think it really has, but it hasn't been until just these past couple of years when I've really realized that about myself. I think obviously growing up, we always get questions, of what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, what are your passions? What inspires you? And it can be really hard to answer that when you're young and you don't have much experience. But I think, unfortunately, it was the harder times in my life, which happened when I entered college and was going through phases of You know, feeling lonely, struggling with health—all of that. The hardest times, I think, were what really brought out my passion for helping other people. Because I realized, wow, like I can't be the only one going through this stuff, and I would really like to help other people so they don't have it as bad as I did when they go through this. And so I think it's always been there inside of me, but it didn't really come out until I've gone through some hard stuff myself and then realized wow I actually want to help people with this
0: (laughs) yeah and I feel like people will probably be able to resonate more with you putting yourself out there especially with how vulnerable you've been in the pages
1: yeah that's what I hope and I hope also to kind of inspire other people to be more genuine by seeing what I'm saying you know if they can relate to me then other people could probably relate to what they have to say and it obviously I'm not saying they have to put it out on a scale like I am with a podcast or a book or anything but I think any difference I can make in people's lives and any difference I can make in inspiring them to be authentic whatever that looks like for them that that makes me happy and I hope that I can be that resource for people.
0: Yeah, that's really great, and obviously you talk about authenticity, and you've spoken before about kind of trying to stop searching for the perfect life. What what does that really mean to you?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good question, and I. Do I definitely dive into that in my book because I think my book is called Practice Makes Imperfect and it kind of goes off of that popular phrase, practice makes perfect, that a lot of us hear growing up and, you know, even when we are grown up, we always just hear practice makes perfect. And I was really thinking about this when I wrote my book because I think a lot of us, especially young adults in our generation these days, experiences a lot of comparison through social media and even through real life where we look at everyone around us and think, wow, they just have the perfect life. You look at their Instagram photos and you think, wow, they're beautiful, they're perfect, they have a million friends, and instinctively you kind of compare that to your life and think, wow, I'm not as perfect as they are. I don't have this amazing friend group. I don't live in this awesome place. I don't look this way. And I think we kind of each create our own definition of a perfect life to us. But I think overall, we we kind of share this sense of looking at other people around us and labeling them as perfect and ourselves as something less than perfect. And it's always, I feel like, been kind of a negative thing. We always think that it's so bad that we're not living up to this perfect life that everyone else seems to be. But I think in my book, I really try to emphasize that no, our lives might not be perfect, but that's actually kind of a beautiful thing. And it doesn't have to be looked down upon so much. Um, I don't, obviously, we all know deep down, no one is perfect. And it's hard to believe that when you're scrolling through Instagram every day. But I I think my book just really tries to remind people that it's much better to live genuinely in your imperfections rather than trying to put on this perfect life or compare yourself to people with perfect lives. Because if you keep doing that, you're just never going to be truly happy because you're always going to be trying to live up to some standard that is just impossible to reach, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And especially with social media and how we kind of are always glued to our phones, you can always find yourself scrolling, always comparing yourself to other people. So it's going to be a really good resource that people can turn to your book and be like, hey, I don't need to be doing this. Like my life is okay, just as it is.
1: Exactly. Yes. I think a lot of times we need that reminder because no one really tells you that. I mean, I guess people do like my parents have told me that before, but it's hard hearing it from them when, you know, they're not really in it. They don't really understand our generation specifically. And so I'm hoping people hearing it from someone else, like who's their age, who's going through the same thing. Hopefully that will resonate a little bit better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what are some of the other topics that you dive into in your book?
1: Yeah, I honestly, I dive in to so many different topics that have kind of all related to things that have happened in my life. I kind of structured the book in a way where I use the first half of the book to talk about getting to know yourself because I think that as we were talking about earlier, is super important. Um, And then the second half of the book is kind of more, okay, now that you know yourself, how can you be yourself and actually put yourself out there in the world just the way you are? And so I think through those two sections, I kind of each chapter I kind of start with a personal story that relates to either getting to know yourself or being yourself and a lot of those stories are from kind of the harder times in my life when I started college. Some are from high school though and they even go back to when I was in elementary school so you really get to know different parts of my life in this book, it's, you're gonna know a lot about me by the time you finish, but hopefully you'll know a lot about yourself too, that's the overall goal, Um, but specifically, I mean, I talk a lot about friendships, and being lonely, and the whole social side of things, because I think in terms of being yourself, it can be really hard in that area to be true to who you are and be confident in yourself with friendships and you know, what does it look like to have true friends and where you can be yourself? What does it look like, you know, if you don't have those friends where you feel like you can be genuine? How do you become okay with maybe being alone for a while and being confident in who you are regardless of the people you have around you? Um, I talk about a lot of that with social stuff. I also talk a lot just about personal health and wellness. I think that can be a big source of, you know, why people are not confident in themselves, whether it's appearance based or health wise. A lot of people find it hard to be genuine because they're so caught up in how they look or, you know, how they're feeling about themselves that kind of weighs them down and prevents them from being authentic. So I kind of talk through. Um, Some things I've struggled with in terms of I have a whole weight journey that I've gone through, healthy living lifestyle, um, and some insecurities I've faced compared comparing myself to other girls and the way that they look Um, a lot about social media. I'm I could go on and on, but <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's
0: good that you cover a real range, but you touched on loneliness before. I guess what advice would you give for people who are kind of dealing with that, especially what kind of the world situation right now where a lot of people may be stuck in lockdown, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I... I totally, I think that's a great topic to bring up, especially right now. It can be really hard to be alone in the current state that the world is in. And I personally, I mean, as I've said, I've struggled with loneliness a lot in my life because I've just kind of felt like I have never really found the right people for me, the right friends. It's been really hard to find, you know, a good community and a good support group. And I think, Honestly, as hard as it may be to hear this, for me, when I have tried to combat my loneliness by just, you know, finding whoever I can to talk to or, you know, just going out there and hanging out with people just for the sake of hanging out with people. It, It can solve the problem in the short term, but I think to really help yourself get through loneliness, sometimes you do just have to sit in it for a little while and wait and be patient until you do find those people who are there for you and your true friends. I think I have really tried to force myself into friend groups or into social scenes just just because I'm feeling lonely. And it just never really takes away that feeling of, you know, not having people in my life or true friends. And I think definitely putting yourself out there is important. And, you know, in whatever way feels true to you, I think now everything being so shut down, it can be hard to get out there and meet people. But whether that's finding a support group online or, you know, if you're in college, looking at what kind of virtual events your school has going on this semester, different ways you can meet people through that, I think is really smart if you can get yourself out there um that way even if it's virtual but also just remember that you shouldn't ever feel like you have to force yourself to hang out with people or force yourself into situations um just you know so you can look like you're having fun or having friends because at the end of the day i think getting over true loneliness it it takes a while. It comes with time. But if you keep putting yourself out there and keep trying, just trust that it will come. But don't force yourself into it either. I know that kind of sounds contradictory. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> no, but- I think that does make sense because I think, yeah, I agree. Like, you kind of need to sit with your loneliness and kind of come to terms with who you are as a person rather than just try force friendships. Like, natural friendships yeah. will come.
1: Exactly. Yep. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. You just said it a lot nicer than I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, another topic that you talk about, I believe you talk about this in your book as well, is following your dreams. And I guess, what kind of advice would you have for people who maybe want to start a podcast or want to write a book or even just want to start dressing a certain way, but they have a fear of being judged?
1: Yes, and I'm so glad you brought this up because that definitely is a huge part of my book, just talking about following my personal dreams and inspiring other people to follow theirs. I think a lot of us definitely have some deep dreams that are deep down inside of us. I know I've talked to a lot of people in my life who have talked about really wanting to start that blog or that podcast, or even like you said, just changing up their style and dressing a different way, but they're too scared to do it for whatever reason, whether it's the fear of being judged or being a failure, whatever that might mean to them. And there are definitely so many fears that can get in the way of starting something or following your dreams. Um, But I always like to think about the quote, um, you can either try and fail or not try at all. And you kind of have to decide which one is worse. I mean, for me personally, I've tried a lot of things in my life. I've kind of gone after several different dreams that I've had that end up just not really working out. And the thing is, yeah, it can feel terrible in the moment if you're trying something that you're really passionate about and it doesn't go as you planned. But you're going to look back and be glad that you tried it anyway, because the alternative is that you'll just never know. And you can look at it in a positive way and think, you know what, like, yeah, maybe this won't work out, but what if it does? I will never know that unless I try it. And so I would just encourage people who are wanting to go after some dream but are kind of scared of the consequences that could come from it to just try it anyway. And it, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like you jump into it head on and put your whole life into it. I think there are ways that you can kind of start slow and inch your way into it. So if it's you know, starting a podcast, for example, you don't have to commit a bunch of money to it. I know there are several websites out there where you can host your podcast for free, or at least a few episodes you can put on there without having to pay. And you don't have to necessarily commit all of your financial resources or all of your time to something in the beginning, but just trying it, even if it's in a small way, I think is really important to just getting your feet wet getting yourself out there and you know whatever happens happens but I think it's better to know even if it doesn't go so well rather than to just not try at all
0: that's so true and you don't want to I guess grow old and wonder what would have happened what if I think that's so much worse than just giving it a go and seeing what happens
1: Exactly. You don't want to live with any regrets. And so that's why I think might as well try it. Life's too short, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's the right motto. And I guess I'm just genuinely curious with all of the experiences that you've had and the kind of self-love mottos that you preach, how would you define success personally?
1: Oh, that's, that's another great question. And I think, yeah, success definitely looks different to everyone. Um, I think for me, though, being successful is not so much about myself and what I gain, but it's about what other people gain from what I'm doing. Um, Like I said, I've, I've really had this passion for helping other people. And I think, you know, no matter how many plays my podcast gets, no matter how many people buy my book, No matter how much money I make, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I don't feel truly fulfilled and like I've really made a difference until I hear from other people that my work made a difference to them or that I helped other people in some way. And so I think it's easy to get caught up in the numbers and to see like, oh, X number of people are listening to my podcast, or I only have this many followers on Instagram. But at the end of the day, I've realized that the numbers don't really matter to me in terms of success, because what really makes me feel successful is when other people feel like they've gotten something out of my content and I've really changed someone else's life. That, that's what makes me feel the most successful.
0: I really like that. That's a really selfless way of looking at success.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm not just saying that I really, it's crazy because it, you know, if you're listening to this, you might be wondering how that's possible, because instinctively, I think we all kind of think about ourselves a lot, and it's like, okay, what, what am I doing? Like, how am I do- performing on these different platforms? But, and I thought, you know, I might be like that too, but really, the longer I've done it, I've realized it, that really doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. It, you feel so much better when you're helping other people.
0: No, that's that's really great. That's really nice to hear that, um, that you're clearly so passionate about what you're doing. And I think that that really comes across in the work that you're doing as well.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad to hear you think so.
0: <laughs> no. So I guess what's kind of next for you? You've ticked a book off the list. Your podcast is going well. Is there anything else in the pipeline?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a great, a great question. And Honestly, right now, it's, I'll be honest, it's been tough to really work on any new projects just because I'm back at college and school is so time consuming right now. I'm still yeah, really trying to get my book out there and obviously continue posting relevant podcast topics and all of that. Um but definitely down the line, I'm really hoping to kind of make my brand more into a business in some way. And I already, I mean, as we know, I I have a few things that I have in my brand already from the podcast to the book, but I'd love to kind of set up my brand in more of a business sense. um, And you know, find a way to kind of even reach more people. That's always my goal is to just reach more people, help more people. And so right now I'm kind of just in that brainstorming process of what could a business look like? Um, how could I make this work and balance it with everything else I have going on in my life? So I'm just taking it one step at a time right now. Um, But hopefully sometime in the near future, you can be seeing more on the business front. Just not totally sure on the details of that yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. It must be really hard as well to try find time for yourself in amongst college and podcasts and everything you've got going on.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. And that's why I was saying earlier, I think it's really beneficial for me to just set aside time every day for myself and for some alone time, just to figure out kind of what I'm doing with my life, because (laughs) it can be super stressful. But I think, obviously, it's all gonna lead me to where I need to be. And, or I'm doing it all for a reason. So I, I'm just hoping that it all works out. well yeah i'll probably wrap it up
0: there was there anything else you wanted to touch on or
1: did we um, no i mean you asked some great questions and thank you. i yeah of course um thank you again for having me on i think that pretty much sums it up i just would encourage everyone to be themselves
0: <laughs> no i think that's a good sign off to have well thank you so much <laughs> meredith for making the time to come on the podcast i really appreciate it
1: Yes, of course. Thank you again. I hope that you guys enjoyed that
0: episode with Meredith I really really loved chatting to her she was so lovely and as her podcast name says she's such a genuine girl Meredith shared such great insight about self-acceptance and self-love and vulnerability and opening up and just really kind of shared from the heart and from her personal journeys so I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to that episode with Meredith and if you want to to go check out her book um i have a link in the show notes to meredith's podcast and her book as well so go show her some love thanks so much guys for tuning in and i will be back in your ears next week see ya yep i said it before and i'll say it again life moves pretty fast